0: This episode of Pop, Punk, and Pizza is sponsored by It's Record Time. It's a new podcast where your host, Alex, is joined by a different guest from the punk-ska- and alternative music world every single week to discuss the albums they love, the bands they listen to, and the artists that inspire them. So while you're waiting for new episodes of Pop Punk and Pizza to come out, listen to It's Record Time. The podcast is available now on all streaming platforms. Just search It's Record Time or you can go to itsrecordtime.buzzsprout.com. I'm going out, I gotta
1: go. So turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamore.
0: Yo, I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. I have no complaints. I got to eat heart-shaped pizza with the ones I love the most. You know, I couldn't ask for a better weekend, you know, and I hope yours was uh, equally as awesome. And uh, if it wasn't, just know that you will always hold a special place in my heart because you're here. You're supporting this podcast right now just by listening to it, and that means the world to me, and I just cannot say that enough, and I hope that never annoys you. I just want you to know how much I truly do appreciate you. Uh, if you're in the Midwest like me right now, you're buried in snow, so I thought it would be good to take a trip to sunny California to talk with pop-punk-influenced singer-songwriter BJ Jez He just put out a new EP called Canciones Con Queso. I hope I'm saying that right. It's Spanish, obviously, (laughs) which means uh, songs with cheese in English. And uh, on top of the new EP, he's also a new father as well. So we've got plenty of things to talk about. So let's go to sunny California and say hello to BJ. Uh So, thank you. uh, Thanks for talking with me today, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having
0: me. So, you have this really unique sound, um, and you describe yourself as like a a mix of Blink-182 and Johnny Cash, and I feel like with your most uh, recent EP, and I'm probably going to butcher the hell out of the name, but I'm going to try, is it con... How, yeah, how do you how do you say the first? Because the other two words I can say, but that first one, man,
1: canciones, canciones,
0: uh, okay, right, which means songs, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so canciones con queso, um, you know that that's your most recent EP it was just released in January, and yeah. you know it, it has a very mariachi band sound to it so if I'm thinking if we're talking Johnny Cash like the first song that comes to mind is Ring of Fire of course yeah because that kind of exactly. has that mariachi sound to it um but how how did you come up with with your sound how, do, how does that come into play
1: I mean I think it, it's still like it always changes and it just kind of like whatever whatever song I'm working on at the time, I just kind of take it song by song and, uh, see how it goes. And with that one, with the canciones con queso, um, it started off. I, uh, had introduced a couple of like just Spanish songs into my, uh, my cover set. So I was doing like La Bamba and La Cucaracha and stuff. And, uh, just from playing those all the time, I think it got into my head, like, Oh, I could write one of these. So (laughs) I just just goofed off and I, uh, started a couple of acoustic little songs and, uh, yeah, it's funny because you, you see the title, and you're like, oh, it's gonna be all in Spanish, but it's like one word each song, maybe. <laughs> but it's just got like you know, accordions and shit on it, trumpets. So right, mariachi to me.
0: <laughs> right, um, but you you pull it off so well. Like you you got the 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 right people. I feel like to do the job of the whole mariachi thing, and it was just really interesting because cause that was the first release that I I listened to and then I went back and I listened to some of the your older EPs and I was like this sounds nothing (laughs) (laughs) this sounds nothing like a mariachi band and so I was like okay this is cool like this is special it's just um I feel like it's a, a lot of artists don't um do that it's almost like completely switching your genre almost, you know? Cause like, I literally thought when I, when I first heard, um, you know, con queso, I thought, Oh, okay. So this guy is just like, he likes mariachi, you know? And that's what he does. (laughs) And I go back and I'm like, "I I think it was, um, I think it was go folk yourself or no, no, no. It was folk my life. I was listening to, um, I think that was the second EP that I dived into and I'm like, This sounds more like goofing off, like, you know, Bowling for Soup acoustic kind of thing, you know, or or that silly Blink-182 side that we all know, you know, and um, it was... I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed that as well. So, and, <laughs> and of course the name too, all of your, um, most of your EPs have great names, you know, Folk My Life or Go Folk My, S- or Go Folk Yourself. Um, yeah. yeah I to
1: uh, a, a love song EP too and call it Gentle Folking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Coming to a, a record store near you this Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> by, by your sweetheart what she really wants but it's also funny because yeah everything that's got folk in the title sounds nothing folky at all <laughs> i don't even well, know how I get stuck with that title is like i think because i have an acoustic guitar <laughs> it's like oh he plays folk music okay
0: <laughs> i mean you know acoustic is is folky ish you know i mean you're not like sounding like um oh wow we just had a big brain fart on um Bob Dylan, there we go. You don't yeah. sound like Bob Dylan well, you uh, you know all that
1: like a <laughs> <head>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know maybe that'll be your next e p It'll just be all Bob Dylan, Dylan em- tribute and Dylan tribute, just impressions of of Bob Dylan, you know.
1: I think I would uh I'd spoof more on his DJ set. You know he's a DJ now? What? Yeah. No. He's still doing it, but for a while he was DJing. What the hell a, what the hell does that sound like? The father of folk music. I don't even know what he was spinning or mixing. I just know that like yeah, I read that like he was doing DJ sets.
0: Oh, okay. so you didn't like listen to what he was spinning.
1: No, I don't typically pay attention to DJs much anyway. <laughs> <Bob Dylan. laughs>
0: Yeah, that sounds weird. I wonder uh, I'm gonna have to I, I feel like I'm gonna have to YouTube that. Um Yeah, it's like the Google at least. Or gu- yeah, Google that um when uh when we finish this up. Um but when I was uh listening to, you know, your latest EP, uh Con Queso, I was literally just laughing my ass off at the humor that's sprinkled in it. Um especially when you get to the last song, um your version of La Cucuracha, Um and what what actually inspired you to go towards the mariachi band style in this EP? I mean, I guess you kind of touched on you had thrown some mariachi style covers in your set, right? But beyond that, was there more to it?
1: Um, just, you know, um, this is one of my more collaborative attempts, uh, like, folk my life and go folk yourself was m- mostly me. And then uh, CV soundtrack was another like kind of collaborative thing. So I hadn't really like collaborated in a while. And, uh, this one, I teamed up with my buddy, Jake Skolnick, uh, from Manic and Vanity records, my record label. And, um, he had heard all these songs before, cause I'd played them, you know, acoustically for months before we started recording them. And, uh, you know, it was kind of his idea to be like, Hey, let's bring in so-and-so and so-and-so over here. And he could play trumpet he could play the accordion and, so, like we kind of pieced together this little mariachi band of nobody that plays mariachi music, like our accordion player lived in France, so
0: <laughs> really
1: uh, yeah, he's in another band on the label. everybody on the recording is from another band on the label, basically okay, and, uh, yeah, and you know, it just kind of like got pieced together. I kind of like that Johnny Cash song, how he builds a Car from Stolen Parts <laughs> I just yes. stole a bunch oh,
0: that's such a great song i used to uh but- I, I used to work on a, a country radio station and i would play that once in a while uh,
1: One, long, to one
0: <laughs> yeah one piece at a time right isn't that the yeah. song yeah I believe yeah, so. That, yeah that's a that's a great song um but yeah i mean you know whatever works it's amazing that you were able to pull all these pieces together um from all these different artists on the label
1: yeah it's uh it was really exciting because like i said i don't i don't typically collaborate too much because um uh, the whole reason i started playing acoustic music in the first place was just from so many failed bands, you know, I was like tired of relying on other people to be able to do what I wanted to do. So I would just write all these songs. And then, uh, typically when I go record with somebody, I have everything kind of laid out and then I'll play the guitar and play some bass. And then, you know, we'll find someone to play drums and then, uh, just go from there. Cause I have zero rhythm,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is funny considering like you you primarily play rhythm guitar, You know, if you're an acoustic artist playing rhythm guitar and you know, it's, it's, some people don't realize they think it's, oh, rhythm guitar. That's just so easy, but it's, it's not as easy as you think if you're actually going to be consistent and staying on time and all that. But if you're playing by yourself all the time, I suppose... It doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to k- just keep rhythm with yourself. That's all that matters, right? Exactly. Just get through it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what were some of the other bands that you were in that that just didn't pan out? What happened with those?
1: It was much like high school, like kind of pop punk bands, you know? Um, I started playing when I was like 12. I started playing guitar. And then by 14, my friend and I had started a little band in his garage, just singing songs about each other's moms and stuff. <laughs> stocale experience and then uh that kind of just carried on through high school like you know a few different bands like uh they all had such great names one of them was element x because it was element a, x. x yeah that was the first band that was like a spoof on the powerpuff girls and then
0: uh, oh okay i get it now
1: i think my favorite band name was the one-eyed monsters that was great um we we started this little pop punk band just to Kind of jab at everybody else at school because they were either in hardcore bands or like those like really weird like indie bands where they don't really have much of a like distinct sound. So we went the complete opposite. We went like crappy like broken string pop punk (laughs) like you know guys are like sixteen drinking four locos before the set.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Four locos, those are so interesting. Um, I haven't had one in a while, but. When I did, I it's just the taste and the, the whole concept is strange to me, you know, yeah, to have like that.
1: Hall, and then it used to have caffeine. So it was like, you know, your body wants to go to sleep, but the caffeine keeps you awake. So, you know, just so a it, walking blackout.
0: So does it no longer have caffeine in it?
1: Yeah, I think people were ODing on it. So they they cut the caffeine out.
0: Okay. I was gonna say I remember there being a big controversy about Four Loco and like the caffeine content, but I didn't realize they took it completely out.
1: Yeah, it's gone now. Um, probably why I stopped drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> no caffeine, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. If it's you not know. like lethal, I don't want it.
0: Yeah. you didn't uh you didn't like stockpile the shit out of it before they stopped manufacturing
1: <laughs> I think it was my 21st birthday um somebody brought me before because they had by the time i was 21 and able to buy these things myself they had cut the shit out so um my buddy came to my 21st birthday and you know gave me a caffeine for loco and it sat on a shelf for a while i was like i'm gonna save this for the end of the world and think is <laughs> i'm just gonna cook this and of course, the end of the world was like just any random Tuesday to me. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> any random Tuesday. So so like it was like the the following week. You're like, oh, the world's gonna end. Here we go.
1: Yeah, my world's about to end. Yeah.
0: <laughs> gosh, that was probably. Gosh, that was probably ten years ago when that whole thing happened. Right? Has it been yeah. that long already? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man, we're getting old, dude. <laughs> Very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I mean, you're talking about the 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 EP's names translate into songs with cheese, right?
1: Yeah. Or like loosely in my brain, it means cheesy songs, cheesy songs,
0: (laughs) which is exactly where my mind was going. But I can't help. I mean, you do live in San Diego. I mean, I'm sure you enjoy some queso, right?
1: Oh, yeah. So,
0: so how do you like your queso? What's like the best queso you've ever had? What's in it?
1: Oh, I mean, I just, I'm an eater, man. So you put something in front of me and it disappears. So anything, anything cheese is good. I like a little queso fresco. Yeah. That's like the white crumbly cheese they put on, on like tacos and stuff. That's mm-hmm. always good. Yeah. My wife hates blue cheese. I love blue cheese because it's blue so stinky. Blue cheese.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have still never had blue cheese. I don't, I don't think anyway.
1: Oh, well you got to do it with hot wings. That's the way to introduce yourself. Skip yeah, the Yeah, I know that
0: that's blue a popular cheese. thing. Just dip
1: got to be real blue cheese. It can't be that just like craft liquid crap. Got to be mm-hmm.
0: which is probably <laughs> what like what Buffalo Wild Wings has, right? They just have the the,
1: the fi- I, remember, I think they have like a pretty decent blue cheese dip. I haven't been oh, there. Oh, do a they? That's yeah. uh
0: that's kind of surprising.
1: Yeah. So like anytime you get a dip, it's usually liquidy, but you'll see chunks of blue cheese in it. That's how you know it's okay. Like real okay. blue cheese, the crumbly sticky cheese. Uh-huh. That's Do the kind you... of stuff you feel like a burger.
0: Okay. Do you actually make queso yourself though? No. no.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> just talking cheesy songs.
0: Okay. Well, it's good to know, like I'm getting educated on, on uh, how to properly get the, uh, The blue cheese you know
1: yeah stinky cheese
0: (laughs) (laughs) um i forgot what i was going to ask more about the the queso there was something about blue cheese i was going to ask you and i forgot my brain is just not it's still not i've been seriously been up for hours now and my brain is still not caught up i guess um i haven't had my
1: capital before loco yet so i'm still pretty (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta get that in there um your your new song a part of the ep best amigos you put out a music video for it um so who is the amigo you're singing about in the song is it, is that actually like a real person or was this That's just the like
1: in the video it's
0: Yakovich. it is Yakovich, <laughs> okay and and his his name is jake but I, I just wasn't sure like how you know if it was made up or
1: how that yeah, no, correlated it's all 100 percent authentic. Usually, it's funny because some of my songs sound pretty like unbelievable, or like they sound like just a silly story you make up. but I typically don't make up stories for songs. There's a couple that I could probably pull out and be like, "Yeah, that was a little like a, a embellishment, but um, yeah, that, all that me and him go way back, uh, you know, probably like 18 or 19 for me, and uh, you know, he kind of helped me just blossom into the musical man that I am today. But like, yeah, so for example, in in the song, uh, uh, Crudo, Stoybian Crudo, about having a mean hangover, and it's literally about a party that we had. Um, My wife and I uh, had our, like, I think it was like our second wedding anniversary or something. So we had a party in my parents' backyard, had everybody come over, just got super wasted because apparently the only gift you can give me is alcohol. (laughs) uh, I'm pretty known for being drunk before the party even starts, so it was bad, but there's a line in there about trying to fight my dad. And I literally did that. I <laughs> tried to fight him. What no, were like, you trying to fight it, your dad about? Alcohol. I don't know. I just, <laughs> <laughs> You don't I remember just or
0: someone didn't tell you like, yeah, you were fighting your dad because he said this, or you said that, or you don't remember exactly. I don't know. I'm
1: kind of a, I'm a feisty little dude. Sometimes you get me too drunk and I'll just walk up like, Hey, want to fight? And I uh, <laughs> did that. Like I just walked up and was like, want to fight? And he said like, no. And just like, just barely tapped me in the chest. I fell over and broke a cornhole game with my arm, a real scar from it. And uh, yeah, so that was like a, a legendary story because all my friends saw it and were like, You tried to fight your dad? I'm like, Yeah, my first time.
0: Wow. So, <laughs> so when you try to lie about the scar and be like, Yeah, I got this in a motorcycle accident, you know. Oh, I
1: never so- lie about that. I'm like, My dad <laughs> threw me into a cornhole game. Maybe there's, that's the lies I tell people like, He threw me into it. But yeah. <laughs>
0: uh the right that's that's the um the extended um lie there is is that he threw you into it instead of just falling into it yourself god that's great
1: yeah, like in the song a reference of broken shower that was me trying to pee i fell over and broke a shower oh my god
0: damn <laughs> that what else that, that happened <laughs> so did that happen later i assume
1: I don't know. It was all a blur to me. These are all the stories I get told. <laughs> so what and
0: is the the alcohol that gets you raging the most then?
1: Free stuff. <laughs> free stuff.
0: <laughs> Anything that's free, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a very picky person. I will stay away from brandy because that caused uh, quite a rift once. My friend and I didn't talk for a couple of years because of brandy. And uh, yeah, vodka makes me probably more fighty than other drinks, but... You just got to ride the bull.
0: That Russian alcohol, man. it will get you. It will. Yeah. It's the potato <laughs>
1: thing. It's must,
0: it must be. Um, so people have said in the past, I'm assuming, this is also a reference in Best Amigos, how you look like Neil Patrick Harris. Um, have you ever taken advantage of that in any way?
1: no and in the beginning i didn't really know like i knew who neil patrick harris was from like Doogie hauser i didn't know most of the time they were referencing barney stinson they're like you look like barney stinson i didn't know who the hell it was yeah so finally my wife got me into that show and i was like oh all right i guess maybe but now thanks to the age fat chin and long hair i don't look so much like him anymore but yeah (laughs) when, when i'm all put together and my hair's cut i guess i could see it but yeah, I hated getting that reference.
0: Yeah. I just wasn't sure how often you got that reference. And if, if you were happen to be somewhere out in public and maybe approached by someone, because I mean, after all you do live in Southern California where some of these people are spotted. I mean, I know you're not in LA, but still.
1: Yeah, no, I would get it all the time from strangers. You know, my friends don't really care, but like, yeah, cause, I. You know, playing bars, working in bars, like you just meet people all the time. So it's always, oh, you look like so-and-so. Oh, you look like so-and-so. Or maybe they look like me. How about that?
0: (laughs) I was going to say, Neil Patrick Harris looks like you. That's really what it is. (laughs) And he's lucky. (laughs) (laughs) That lucky son of a bitch. I just wasn't sure if he ever, like, tried to, you know, pull the wool over someone's eyes, like a stranger that ever came up to you and was like... Hey, you look like Neil Patrick Harris, and be like, "Yeah, um, what's up?"
1: <laughs> no, I don't think yeah. I could. I think uh, as soon as I open my mouth, it just ruins everything. <laughs> Maybe Neil Patrick Harris in uh, Harold and Kumar, but probably <laughs> <laughs> about the extent of my my Patrick Harris. Oh God,
0: I actually almost watched a uh, Neil Patrick Harris movie last night. I almost watched Gone Girl, um, oh. and of course he gets killed in that. Um, spoiler alert! If any, if you or anyone has not seen it yet <laughs> i mean it's been out for a long time so i figure most well, people have probably it. seen it but um but yeah i l- think that's funny because i literally almost watched that last night
1: have you ever seen his uh musical it's uh i think it's like dr horrible something something sing-along it's on netflix
0: no i haven't is that, is that relatively Do- is that relative Do- i'm sorry what, Do- what did Do- you say
1: Oh yeah, it's it's a little old. I don't remember how many years ago he put it out, but it's it's hilarious. He plays like a super villain trying to find love, and uh, got one of the dudes from Big Bang Theory in it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, they break into terrible songs because he's a big like I guess uh, musical theater guy. So yeah, I can respect that. I came from that world.
0: <laughs> um, you came from that world, like in high school, or
1: yeah, from the time I was about eight until maybe like twenty, I was doing a lot of theater productions, a lot of plays, not so many musicals. I did musicals, but I, I hated singing until I was about 22.
0: <laughs> wow. That's fascinating. So like in the other bands that you played in before you started playing on your own, were you just playing guitar and you weren't really into the whole singing thing or?
1: No, nah, cause they're crappy pop punk bands. You don't know, mm. have big- to do that anyway. So no. I got to play with it. I got to sing and, you know, just be a goof, but yeah, I used to play bass. I'll just jump around and, Sing and you know, drink four locos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it all goes back to the four locos. That is the theme on today's... Thing, yeah. That's the common thing theme on today's episode. Four locos and and, and BJ Jezbera. um <laughs> They're sold by at least one can today. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we you need an endorsement. Let's let's do it right now. Let's type up a letter. Let's do it. <laughs> it's
1: the last endorsement I want. <laughs> That that'll
0: that, that'll really uh, launch you into the the next big phase in your career, having yeah, that four logo. Yeah, or, or that. I hope you're enjoying my conversation with BJ Jezbera so far. When you're finished listening to this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza, you should check out a brand new podcast that just started up this year called It's Record Time. And I don't know about you, but I'm always curious as to what my favorite artists are listening to. Like, what albums do they love? What bands inspire them? Well, It's Record Time Uh, answers those questions for us. Each week, Alex is joined by a different guest from the world of punk, ska, and alternative music to discuss the albums they love, the bands they listen to, and the artists that inspire them. So, for example, do you want to know what the Bomb Pops listen to on tour? Done! It's Record Time Episode 1 with Jen of the Bomb Pops. Hear Call Me Malcolm argue about what movie has the best soundtrack? Done! It's Record Time Podcast Episode 4. So if you want to find out more about an artist you love, or just pick up some great music, uh, new music recommendations, listen to... It's Record Time podcast. It's the perfect podcast to listen to while you're not listening to Pop Punk and Pizza. You can uh, just search It's Record Time wherever it is that you listen to your podcast or you can go to recordtime.buzzsprout.com. All right, let's get back to BJ Jezbera. What I was going to ask was um, acting or, or being in theater, what about that did you enjoy so much?
1: Probably the attention. I don't know. I think I'm just mostly an attention whore. But um I like I like reading a lot anyway. So, you know, you get to read scripts and when a script is written well, it's kinda cool how it, it's different from a book. You know, they read differently. And then, you know, just being able to um kind of step out of yourself and play a character is really cool. I like to, you know, pretend and be goofy and make believe. So it's really easy for me to like step out of myself and into somebody else. Like I don't know, it's just it's fun and uh I was pretty good at it. I was you know, able to memorize things pretty quickly. So scripts were no problem. And then, yeah, just, uh, it was just good times. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't done much of it lately, but yeah. probably just cause growing up.
0: <laughs> was that, was that something you were thinking about pursuing on a professional level?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, when I was a kid, that was kind of what I thought I was going to do. And, uh, I was taking some pretty serious steps. I was doing some bigger, like, uh, theaters. I've done all the major theaters in San Diego, like the old globe and loy playhouse. And, these other things and uh i don't know once you kind of check all the boxes you're just like all right where do you go from here like i keep doing this and it's just a struggle i think is what kind of got me out of it like the audition process kind of sucks and yeah i just rather kind of take things into my own hands that's where music stepped in where it was like oh you can still get that same attention and you still get to you know if you want to play a character play a character and you can just uh you know nobody's your boss you do your own thing so that that's kind of why i transitioned into music i think
0: Yeah. I feel like there's a little more, there's definitely a lot more options to the whole being your own boss thing. I mean, obviously you can do that with, with acting in many different forms, but I feel like a lot of times that comes later, you know, like you don't start by making your own movies and being a big success. And usually after you, you know, become recognized then it's like okay now i can craft my own movies if i want to you know
1: yeah we're not all john favreau unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) right that guy is yeah
0: yeah, you know go from you know being on friends as as uh was it jennifer's no it was um um
1: he was dating monica or something in the show
0: monica that's who it was i was trying to remember it wasn't yeah it was monica that's what it was. Um, but anyway, yeah, everyone doesn't have that opportunity so. yeah, to go
1: from that to directing iron man.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. No, hell no. What were some of your, your favorite productions that you were in?
1: Um, I always liked doing Shakespeare, which is weird. Uh, that
0: is weird. Mm-hmm. I never would have guessed that you were just going to tell me Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare was kind of like, uh, this is one of the more tricky things because it wasn't just laid out in front of you. So, you know, you have to like kind of learn the language because Shakespeare wrote so differently than people even like kind of spoke back then. Like you you hear Shakespeare and you think like, that's just how people talk. Like, no, he was, he was kind of a little, a little over the top with it, but um, that was always fun because you get to kind of like pick apart the script and his scripts were so long that you always have to cut them down. So you know, you work with the director and like make specific cuts and figure out like what lines need to go here, where, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just I always love Shakespeare cause you can do so much with it. You can either, you know, keep it traditional and do like a time piece or you can, you know, move it into the future. Like that Romeo and Juliet movie with, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I have like, still never really... seen that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I'm sure it's, I would love it. So cause Shakespeare. I,
0: I love Leo and, uh, I love the, uh, director.
1: It's got John Leguizamo in it too. I mean, anything? Does easy. it really? He was the best part of Spawn too.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll have to check. I'll have to finally check that out. I mean, it's only been out for twenty plus years.
1: <laughs> Spoiler alert: They die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they do? What? That's yeah. what happens in Romeo and Juliet. I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got to be Romeo in a play once, and uh, my Juliet was allergic to. Uh, kiwis and i'm allergic to strawberries so we decided that one night if we really wanted to take it serious and do some method acting we would just (laughs) swap the poison out with some strawberry kiwi soda and really go for it but never happened (laughs) dying (laughs) on stage
0: god that's funny um what were was was romeo and juliet like your your favorite shakespeare or what was one of one of your your favorites working on
1: I like *Midsummer Night's Dream* just because the characters in it are so crazy. It's kind of like a, uh, like soap opera acting almost. Like just everybody's so wacky in that play. And then you got a dude that Oh, yeah. sorry.
0: No, no, no. Go ahead. I didn't mean to okay. interrupt you.
1: It's all good. Uh, no, you got a you got a guy in that play who uh, who turns into a donkey, and uh, I got to play him. His name's Bottom. It's fucking hilarious. He's like one His of those name like, is Bottom. Thinking. Is that what you said? Yeah. His name is Bottom, and he turns into an ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he doing.
0: so is that considered I I don't know like I know some Shakespeare uh, plays just from high school you know but I don't remember studying Midsummer's Night at all is that considered a comedy just because from what you're telling me it sounds like a comedy
1: yeah it's it's one of the more comedic uh, Shakespeare plays I wouldn't consider it too much of a tragedy I think it ends on a good note I haven't read it in a while (laughs)
0: yeah because i mean his name is bottom and he turns into an ass i mean <laughs> that's pretty yeah.
1: funny and then he falls in love with like the queen of the fairies too she loves his ass head because <laughs> his, his head turns into a donkey head when you get to play that character it's great cause you get this giant mask usually <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i love it i remember going uh high, i think freshman year of high school was romeo and Juliet. And we, one year we studied
1: Hamlet. I'm trying to remember all what. All serious stuff. It's so, it's so sad that like, you know, I mean, Romeo and Juliet's a good one, but, and they're all good, but when you're trying to get high schoolers into Shakespeare, show them some crazy stuff. Show them like the Two Gentlemen of Verona, show them Midsummer Night's Dream, because that's where people are like fucking fighting and laughing, you know? Everything else is just like fucking and dying. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's,
0: yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember, there were one or two other ones that we studied and I, I can't remember. I guess it's not important, but yeah, that's, uh, that's fascinating though. Can be
1: (laughs) otherwise, you know, people who hate Shakespeare, it's just like, you never get to them. They'll they'll never appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm sure I would have appreciated, I would appreciate it more now than I would have then, you know?
1: Yeah. There's a bunch of books out there where somebody like mixed Shakespeare and star Wars. What? (laughs) I haven't gotten to read them myself, but I know they're out there and I've seen them in bookstores, but yeah, it's like, uh, I think it's like, you know, the Shakespeare plays but with Star Wars characters. <laughs> oh that's oh
0: that's gotta be funny. Yeah. That's gotta be great. I would love that. Are you a Star Wars fan yourself? Oh yeah.
1: I'm a huge yeah. nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um what uh what's what's your favorite Star Wars do you have a favorite Star Wars movie or um any of the like the spin-offs or the TV shows or the cartoons?
1: Yeah, I can appreciate all of it. Like, it took me a while to get into the new movies, but um, you know, for the longest time, typical answer, Empire Strikes Back, was my favorite. But then uh when Rogue One came out, that just changed everything for me. because I was like, everybody dies. Again, spoiler alert, sorry, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you get that Vader moment where it's just like, man, I want a movie of just that, you know? Yeah. I think Rogue One was finally like the new Star Wars movie that I like appreciated. Everything else kind of like Han Solo and the trilogy, like, yeah. It's
0: it's the most depressing Star Wars movie in existence.
1: But it tied things together so well. because It's like they never really explain like there's like in in A New Hope, like a hundred Bontons died to get this information. Like, what the hell's a bonthin? <laughs> and then you find out like, oh, OK, it's this. I mean, I'm like, not yeah.
0: I'm not talking shit about it. I'm just saying like it is to me, it's the most depressing. I mean, it's a great movie. I loved it. But. Like, there's no other Star Wars movie where literally everyone dies. All the main characters, yeah. they all die.
1: <laughs> like, and when you start to realize, like, oh, man, that's how it's going to go. Because none of these characters exist anywhere else. You're like, they don't escape. They <laughs> can't. Yeah. What
0: mm-hmm. up? No. but all the
1: drone uh, dies, like, that hit me in the heart. That hit mm-hmm. me hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too, man. It was, uh, it was a really good movie. And um, I think people probably liked it more once the han solo spinoff came out you know because they didn't yeah. like they didn't Shit. like that as much
1: how bad everything could get <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it was funny we, i was actually just talking about this on the podcast um I, I think it was a couple episodes ago or so about how han solo probably actually would have been a big hit and still could actually be a big hit if it was like a series like mandalorian
1: yeah and i I've heard that, like, it changed so many times during filming that, like, it was just kind of like a hodgepodge, and then they got, uh, what's his name, Ron Howard to come in and finish it, or it was just, like, start off as one thing, and ended up as another thing, and then they just kind of filled in the middle. So, yeah, I think it would have been better as a series as well. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, because they had a great cast.
1: And the dude, yeah. I, I, he looked like a young Han Solo. I bought it.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. I think he he nailed the persona for sure you know so but uh and and ma- who knows maybe that's still going to be a thing maybe there will be a a Han Solo series and John Favreau will uh, <laughs> will direct it
1: solo <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you never <laughs> know but uh it could happen um so getting back to to your music um obviously you've been doing <laughs> live. <laughs> it's just like I'm we can star wars yeah we can i i easily get off on tangents and all different kinds of things, which ends up being cool too, but um, definitely want to touch on, you know, your, your latest release and just whatever you're up to. Um, And one of those things, just like most other artists is live streams. And I was watching your uh, live stream for The release of your newest EP on uh, YouTube, and I love. I'm assuming, obviously, that's your baby in the live stream. I I would assume. (laughs) Just, I'm going to put a baby in my live stream. Um,
1: uh, Is it a girl or a boy? He's a boy. He's Pete. He's uh, he's seven months old.
0: Oh well, congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you. That's adorable.
1: But (laughs) having him,
0: I just I thought it was so funny. I, maybe it's just because I'm a parent myself, but you're, you're just playing this live stream and Pete is just chilling. And his, his, uh, like,
1: uh, I'm Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That, um, the Pete cam, that was the first time I used that too. Cause, um, when everything kind of went to shit and live shows disappeared, I was trying to figure out what to do. And then also he was on the way. So I didn't know kind of, how all this was gonna fit together anyway. He hadn't been born yet. So um I just started goofing off and doing live streams on Instagram. So I figured whatever, it's just Instagram, don't have to take it too seriously. And uh it, it just turned into like, you know, drinking and singing. And <laughs> um eventually, you know, once he came the drinking slowed down a little bit, people kept asking me to see Pete. Where's Pete? Where's Pete? Where's Pete? <laughs> so, you know, eventually he started making a couple appearances on the Instagram. And then uh when I Stepped up the, the process and went to YouTube and Twitch and you know got a, a nice little stream set up going. The question still was, "Where's Pete? Where's Pete?" And <laughs> um, like the the loading screen or whatever when you first turn on the stream it was like a picture of him. And uh, you know I thought that would suffice. Like people would be like, "All right, I got to see a little bit of the kid." But like, no, they just they only want Pete. So I was like, "Fuck it," for the people they want. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, they he's don't give it. Really there. He's like he he's really good about chilling while I'm playing music like I don't know he doesn't always focus on it but he's mm-hmm. calm calm enough for me to do it so I just decided whatever put a camera on him
0: yeah I wasn't sure like if it was okay my wife's at work I've got no other choice I need to do a live stream so I'm just gonna put Pete you know right here and That's do my it. thing <laughs> you know
1: I wasn't yeah, sure if then uh comes in and helps out like you know make sure he's you know not going crazy there for an hour but i it like a little bit before she gets off so mm-hmm. yeah i have to kind of like just make do
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's great well you know it's it's good that he he will actually behave for you while doing that that's pretty remarkable
1: it's like jerry springer i think everybody's just waiting for that like blowout anyway like <laughs> if he starts freaking out it's really gonna ruin the set like i'll just put the guitar down and calm him down and That people get a dad show whatever
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's probably what they obviously they're asking for him you know in your your live stream so i mean like like you said why not they keep asking for him so
1: and the way that like live streaming is going anyway like all these you know dmcas or whatever they're called you're not allowed to play certain things or this that like it might just end up being the BJ and Pete show anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what's your favorite part so far about being a dad?
1: Oh man, it's just such a journey anyway. Um I think it was when he kind of like started showing a personality. Cuz when he was born, he was really difficult. He was just like a screamer all the time, like no matter what, he would be happy and just screaming at you. But, you know, as he got a little older, um he just became like He's still grumpy, but he's, <laughs> uh, he's more, he's have a personality. And it's kind of cool to see that developing and mm-hmm. he's, uh, smiles a lot more now. So he's just, he's just fun to play around with. And like, I think he's starting to like really recognize people's faces and stuff. So it's kind of cool just to see how, how it all works. And I think like just the change that happened to me overnight when he came, it's kind of cool too. Yeah. I've never really took life too serious, but <laughs> now when he's here, it's like, all oh, right, you got to think about some things.
0: So what was what was that change in inside you that you're talking about?
1: I mean, at first it was like I was willing to do anything to make music work, you know. And uh I was doing it pretty seriously for, you know, maybe like five to eight years. I can't really think about it right now, but um, you know, just gigging and that was my prime gig was like I'm just gonna be a musician, be a musician, be a musician. And you know, sometimes that shit just doesn't work out. Like I'd still say I would be doing it now if it wasn't for like the whole pandemic thing but you know when the pandemic hit it was like well what am I gonna do now like I I have no idea who or what I am I have no (laughs) real life skills outside of music like I've kind of like put everything into this one basket and then when he came it was just like well you got to make things work you know and instead of like be a musician be a musician like now in the back of my head it's like be a dad be a dad so you know musician is just part of dad now.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just uh, attached to it. And I'm sure, I mean, the, the the possibilities are endless. You know, I just talked to a band the other day that consists of a dad and his two sons, like, and they've been doing it for like four or five years, you know, and it's just so cool.
1: People want the Pete cam. So once he gets older, (laughs) you'll be the Pete band. I'll be the guy in the background writing all the songs.
0: (laughs) right yeah you'll be the songwriter and maybe he'll be the percussionist or
1: something yeah he has good rhythm
0: (laughs) (laughs) there you go I mean somebody's got to do it right
1: yeah so he's gonna be like a linebacker or something though he's so big (laughs)
0: is he really how how uh what's his weight
1: it's 24 pounds oh wow yeah he's already 18 month (laughs) that's and uh,
0: that's how my son was too yeah just he, he grew like,
1: plateau out or is he still growing big?
0: Um, he's, he'll, he's going to be four next month. Um, and he's, he's getting like pretty tall now, but I, I don't know if he's like the biggest, I wouldn't say he's like the tallest or biggest four year old, that I've ever seen necessarily, but
1: it's going to be a plateau period. We're like, this kid's just going to stop growing. But right now it's like, Oh my God, dude, he's coming for the throne fast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it works in your family, but like on my side of the family, we pretty much did all of our growing early, you know, like I'm the same height as I was in eighth grade, you know, and that was
1: going for a growth spurt.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was like 2005, you know, or 2004. And, you know, so, um, so that's, I, I'm, I'm guessing that's probably what he's going to do too, but you never know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I hope he gets big since somebody can reach above the fridge. That's
0: all I'm- <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you fairly short? Is that what you're saying?
1: Vertically challenged. Uh, I think I'm like five ten on a good day. Oh, okay. Probably like average, but I was going to say that's
0: average. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at too. I'm five, five ten.
1: Yeah, yeah, just because what day it is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or what shoes you're wearing as well, right? Yep. So. How good sleep you got. Like, if I'm tired, it's slouching over 5'4". <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, before the pandemic hit, were you literally, was playing shows? Like, that was your thing? You didn't do anything else?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did do some stuff on the side just in case... In in the back of my mind I was like, this could all go away overnight. I didn't know how everything could go away overnight, like even my backup plans. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, for for the better part of five years, I think I was just, you know, playing cover gigs and stuff like that, pay the bills and then throwing in some original shows and even my cover gigs, like I would play originals, like I just force whatever I want down people's throats. Like that's with acoustic guitars and no playing wagon wheel, no diggity and like all these like stereotypical acoustic guy songs. I dodged those bullets so hard play like no effects and metallica and shit just whatever comes to my brain i just you know throw at people and luckily okay. i've been able to get booked that way <laughs> it's so weird i would yeah. love
0: to hear an acoustic version of a metallica song i don't think i've ever heard anyone do that
1: it, it usually just consists of like the intro to like enter sandman or <laughs> the, uh seek and destroy and then you do a james Hetfield. yeah and then, you know, <laughs> um, you
0: got to have, yeah, you got to have the classic, yeah, in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, or I'll do a, I'll do a death metal version of Britney Spears when I, like, because bar gigs are notorious for people just, like, drinking shit beer, eating spaghetti, and talking over you, you know? Yeah. So, like, if you want to get people's attention, you got to do something else. You can't just play Wagon Wheel, so uh yeah i do like death metal britney spears and like growl at people and they're just like what the hell is going on and immediately flip into like Blink 182 and they're like oh i know this (laughs) (laughs) i listened to this in high school (laughs) exactly it's what it is it's always like oh when i was a kid like yeah Yeah. i was (laughs)
0: yeah i was there with you yeah um was was that when when you were doing a show some years back and no one was paying attention to you is that when the idea came to your mind that okay i'm just going to do this freaking wacky thing and see if anyone actually pays attention to me
1: maybe i don't know i mean i was doing wacky things when people were paying attention like with the pop punk band stuff like i mm-hmm. used to uh, i used to have a, a toy woody and uh i used to hang him from my mic stand but like i made him look like a hostage. So like duct taped his hands together and like (laughs) sharpied blood all over him. And like, he went with me everywhere I went. And that became a thing, like the band, everybody got their own little mascots. But like, I'd be the guy that like, yeah, like just stops playing and like runs into the crowd and like starts moving people around if like nobody was doing anything. Like, I, I don't know, I've just never, I take it seriously but I take it seriously and still try to have fun with it myself. Cause if I'm not having fun, then why the hell would I do it?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Has anyone like complained about your latest EP being like politically incorrect or anything like that?
1: Not to my face. Um, we've had some discussions, Jake and I while we were recording it, like doing the Cucaracha, like at a certain point I thought like maybe that little voice I was doing was insensitive. But you know, I asked around. I asked a bunch of people who you know are Mexican. It was like, is this offensive? Like, I'm not trying to be like. I'm just trying to like you know be cheech. <laughs> and they're mm. like, not like, great man, do it. And then at a certain point, like I just I just stopped caring. Like if if you're offended, that means listen listened at least.
0: <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. That that was like the one thing that crossed my mind. Like obviously, I found it hilarious. I thought it was great, but I didn't take it into like, oh my gosh, this guy is totally making fun of the Mexican culture and you know, yeah, everything
1: I, like that. That that was never where it came from anyway. Like I've always like just growing up cause like growing up in San Diego, like you just, you're, you're in it, you know, like right, the culture is all around you. So, you know, I've got like mariachis tattooed on my leg. I've got sugar skulls on my other leg. Like, uh, my wife is Mexican. My son is half Mexican. So like, by, by transitive property, I'm like a quarter Mexican. <laughs> 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 but, so, so yeah, he, I, Never like a, I was trying not to make fun of it, just kind of like uh dip my toes into it, like do it mm-hmm. my way.
0: Yeah, it's just it's such a fine line anymore.
1: With There's way more offensive shit on my first CD, CB soundtrack. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I mean that's the thing. It's like where do you you know? It's like it's it's kind of I'm I'm not saying. That those people are wrong. You know, I'm neutral. I'm in the middle on, you know, that whole situation. But um, it's uh, it's still it's like, where do you draw the line? You know, just kind of like how, you know, the I always think of The Simpsons and how they are now casting people that are actually of that race to do that voice you know um like Apu, you know for yeah (laughs) apu for example like is going to be voiced by an indian actor now you know that kind of thing so
1: yeah it's 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 not a bad thing that people are being more um aware of each other's feelings but at a certain point like we can't be led by the most sensitive kid in the class. You know, like there's always that crier that <laughs> you, you say dodgeball and they go like, okay, mm-hmm. you never gonna do anything. If we're letting the sissies run the show, you know, like you, you could be sensitive to their feelings. And if, if there's an issue, you can always talk about it. But like, I don't think we should ever hold ourselves back because we're worried that like the most sensitive person or like, it's the same thing. Like you shouldn't let the most rude, offensive person do what they want. You know, like, like the band screwdriver i feel like they probably shouldn't exist <laughs> but <laughs> do and it's freedom of speech so you yeah. know, as long as we have that it's good and uh i don't know i'd rather uh talk something out after the fact than like worry about running around and be like can i do this can i do this because I'd, I'd never do anything
0: <laughs> right yeah exactly and and um like i said I, I i don't think it comes across that way but it's just one of those things anymore it just comes across your mind when you're you know listening to humor um in that aspect so i thoroughly enjoyed it though <laughs> i like i literally laughed out loud while i was listening to it so good
1: yeah, that's what i'm hoping for
0: <laughs> and i'm sure like if someone was in the room they'd be like what the heck is he la- what is he laughing about what's so funny
1: um thing is going to be a complete turn off of that so when people <laughs> Like they're all be like, I'm expecting more canciones part two. It's going to be a bunch of emo songs. Like, I
0: don't- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's, that's what I was pointing out earlier. Um, You know, your releases are, are, it seems like they're very distinct each one, you know?
1: Yeah. It's all just kind of like a stamp in time, you know, it's like a musical tattoo. Like this is where I was when I did this, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, every song I could pick apart and be like, this was a, a like a, a distinct memory. Like I can tell you about that day. I can tell you about this thing. And, you know um that's just it's when you're keeping it authentic that's just kind of how it is you know it's not like uh i'm not just writing songs i think people would want to hear or like trying to get on the radio or anything like that like it's more just like just came out of me (laughs) (laughs) and who
0: knows i mean with with your whatever comes next it it might have you know have some influence from you know being a dad now
1: oh totally yeah i and i already think about it like I have songs that I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be singing these in front of him because he'll be learning these, singing them in public soon. But then I also think like, whatever, dude, he's a musician's kid. Like, he's going to say some fucked up shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Son, you're going to learn how to say fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably from my music. <laughs> like a song called I Go Down. And like, I don't really think you want to like, you know, young toddler singing I Go Down in public, but.
0: <laughs> Probably not.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: oh god that's great um anything else before we wrap up uh bj about you know um or anything
1: um you know if people haven't heard it yet go check that out and uh i'm glad you're giving it such a a good uh, endorsement of telling people that it's funny and you know not offensive because really, all i'm trying to do is just with this one especially just kind of entertain people and do something lighter and funnier and i mean really we're just trying to push our musicianship to that next level. So it's like, yeah, see how much shit we can throw in the pot. Um, but you know, if if you like it and you want to stay tuned into me, then uh you know, don't expect constant part two. <laughs> expect something completely <laughs> different and hopefully enjoy that too. But uh you know, you can always tune into the live streams too. It used to be every week, but you know, now with fatherhood and full time work, it's like maybe like gonna be a once a month thing just to keep it kind of special. And uh that's how they can see the trajectory of where I'm going with what I'm doing.
0: Right, because I know is so where you're at, and are you actually in San Diego or are you just outside?
1: It's like a county of San Diego. It's called Chula Vista. Um, oh. It is its a city, but you say Chula Vista, and people are like what? <laughs> so you say when they go, oh yeah, the beach.
0: <laughs> I've probably been through that area because I I have family that lives in San Diego uh, or mm-hmm. near San Diego, I guess I should say, and my brother lived in um, Carlsbad for a little while, so. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: county
0: yeah yeah exactly so you know n- nearby my my actually my relatives lived more in uh inland um they lived in Murrieta. so that's
1: um, where my wife is oh Jamaica. okay yeah
0: very cool um And, you know, that's to me, that's where it gets really hot because you're like in a valley just baking, you know, versus like,
1: like hard dirt.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Instead of like being in Carlsbad where you're literally, you know, the ocean is right there. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, is, is COVID rampant? I mean, I know we see all the headlines um, and I just wasn't sure if it, it's been as the bad as
1: COVID is definitely rampant. Everything is still shut down. Um, mm-hmm. and I know it's real. And I know people are getting it. I know a few people who have had it, but yeah, everything is still shut down and people are still running around scared. I don't know, but, um, am I was fortunate enough to be able to play a few gigs when it all started out. Um, I, you know, kept playing wherever they would take me. But in the last few months, everything kind of disappeared. Um, even the places that were kind of like bending the rules, you know, can't bend them forever. And, uh, I got to play my first show yesterday, actually in 2021. It was, it was weird. It's like, it's just such a strange thing. People have forgotten what live music is, especially my brand of live music. So it's kind of like, you got to reteach people like I'm going to say some shit that you're probably not going <laughs> to like, And then I'm going to play death metal, Britney Spears. And you're just going to keep going on today. <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's just that the tone is so different um, as as to be expected. And hopefully we'll be able to to set the tone back to being able to laugh again.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird because it's either one way or the other. It's people are completely terrified wearing full body suits or they're out there with like no mask. Like, Why don't you want to talk in my face anymore? Yeah, breath stinks anyway. But like, yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. the extremes.
1: Yep, that's the world we live in.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, BJ, um, it's been great talking to you, man. It was great to meet you. Um, Thank you, man. And uh, I look forward to uh, your whatever your next release is going to be.
1: Yeah. Canciones Sin Queso.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, Canciones <laughs> uh, con, con Queso is uh, streaming everywhere, and everyone should check that out.
1: Yeah, download that shit. Uh, uh, pass it around. Don't worry about me getting paid because there's no money in music. So you gotta <laughs> to do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're gonna get uh, you know, a uh whatever the the Spotify cut is these days. I forget what it is now. A tenth of a cent or per yeah. stream. A
1: long distance phone call basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. Um but yeah, you have a great rest of your Sunday, man.
1: You too, man. Thanks for having me. And yep. uh yeah, stay healthy.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, you too. Try him.
1: Oh, oh,
0: Hearing BJ's latest EP just makes me wish it was summertime and that you and I are, were just hanging out together, eating tacos and sipping on margaritas. Or I should probably. Yeah, yeah, I should probably say taco pizza, (laughs) right? After all, this is pop punk and pizza, right? We did have taco pizza on the podcast one time. It was in the very first year of the podcast. So gosh, five, almost five years ago, something like that. And we haven't had taco pizza since then i think we're gonna have to change that when uh, we go back to doing in-person interviews i think we're gonna have to make that happen anyway thank you to bj Jezbera for being on the show today uh con- c- <laughs> i'm gonna mess up the name as i always do because i'm terrible at spanish i apologize uh con ciones con queso which I probably just butchered it again, is out now and available on all streaming platforms. If you just search BJ Jazbera, that'll pop up as well. Uh, you can follow BJ on Facebook at Bj Jazbera and on Instagram at InstaBJ and uh, it's spelt like the insect B. So B-e-E and then the letter J. Uh, for his Instagram handle. And this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza has been sponsored by a new podcast called It's Record Time. Want to find out what albums your favorite artists are listening to? Then give It's Record Time a listen. Available now on all streaming platforms. You just got to search It's Record Time or go to itsrecordtime.buzzsprout.com. And if your band, business, or event would like to sponsor an episode, of pop punk and pizza go to pop punk pizza forward slash sponsor to find out all the details I actually do have some openings coming up here in the next couple weeks so uh, please hit me up if you're interested so that's it for me today i'm Jacques lamore thank you for checking out pop Punkin pizza today and if you've been a listener from the beginning or for the last year or two years however long it's been maybe it's just been a week you hold a special place in my heart don't forget that all right i truly appreciate your support if you haven't already Please subscribe and give us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's free, and it really goes a long way at helping get the word out about the show. Uh, You can also catch up on previous episodes. You can sign up for our mailing list, buy merch, submit your band's music, and more at poppunkpizzapod.com. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, are all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Now, the next time we eat pizza together and talk is going to be in just a few days, this Thursday, February 18th, with Canadian Pop Punkers Rival Town. So until then, make sure to be extra kind to yourself because, let's face it, it's a little rough out there sometimes. But you know what? Remember that I believe in you, all right? Peace.
1: Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. slice of pizza